Hi, this is John, executive producer and host of InsuranceRadio.com. Is your organization facing the same challenges as so many others during a labor shortage? Does your HR department struggle to find well-qualified candidates at all levels of insurance and risk management? Have you almost given up trying to develop and implement DNI practices? If so, this episode is for you. We are thrilled to have Executive Director Grace Grant with us today to share how her organization is the insurance industry's premier collegiate talent pipeline in the U.S. and Canada. Hear how Gamma Iota Sigma prepares and connects the best and brightest to a fulfilling career in insurance and risk management. So stick around and learn how to attract and engage the future of our industry. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here today. I've been looking forward to this episode for a few months now, ever since one of my university clients introduced me to Gamma Oda Sigma and the work that you do. It seems like you serve clients across the spectrum of the insurance industry and the talent pipeline, companies looking for recruits, universities wanting to place graduates and students looking for work. So how do the stakeholders in our audience benefit from connecting with GIS, wherever they are in product development or distribution or regulation? Kind of give us the 30,000 foot view of what Gamma Iota Sigma is all about. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it probably makes sense here to just start with a brief history of the organization and then take you fast forward to the last 10 years to really talk about you know, how we've grown and, and what our purpose is today. So we actually were founded in the 1960s at Ohio State. That was our first chapter, our alpha chapter was at the Ohio State University. At the time, they just had a, a risk management library on campus. And, um, you know, they said, we need to bring in more students to the industry. It was a an issue back in the 1960s, you know, that we're still facing today. We know, I think we were fortunate that around the time that the insurance industry was very focused on growing the talent pipeline, on investing in universities. So we saw risk management programs and actual science programs popping up left and right. So we took the organization from about 50 chapters. We now have 94 university chapters, and that's happened really over the last five years. We now have 23 alumni chapters. We now have over 40 sustaining partners who are committed to investing in the organization so we can put together programming, events, resources that really benefit students who are interested in careers in insurance. So it's really been, you know, a lot of fun to see it grow exponentially over the last 10 years and to be a part of that. And now today, we're just continuing that growth. Our mission is to promote and sustain student interest in the insurance industry. So there's a lot of great information on your website, gammaotasigma.org. But what would you like the stakeholders in our industry to know about maybe GIS or the students, something they might not find on the website? Yeah, you know, we have such a unique and interesting lens into the next generation. You know, just earlier today, I was on with four college students from four different universities, and we were preparing for a presentation that we'll be doing because we always want to include the student perspective. You know, it's it's critical to inform what we do and to really, um, you know, serve as a student perspective to the industry so that they know how to attract that, that next generation. And I think that something that may, um, you know, surprise people and that isn't necessarily explicitly written on the website is that the next generation is highly motivated. They are very interested in upward mobility they are very keen on inclusive cultures and they're very aware of what's going on across the industry. 
So, you know, we are seeing some companies that are resilient, that are adapting, that are, you know, putting programs and policies in place to ensure that once they get that talent in the door, they have opportunities to excel in the, in the organization, that they feel like they're part of the organization through an inclusive culture, which starts with the leaders. And that's something that, you know, our, the next generation is very aware of these things and they're picking up on it. Um, you know, which companies are doing this well and, and which companies are, are falling behind. So I think that's something, you know, to keep in mind about the next generation is that they are, they're not looking for, you know, a stagnant position. They, they want something that allows them to just jump right in, learn new things on the job. And, you know, we as an industry have this opportunity to really change the narrative of the entire industry with the next generation by the culture that we're establishing at our companies. Because right now the narrative is that the insurance industry is boring, that it's for people who want to sell insurance and that's it. You know, that's of course not the perception that we get from our students who are already in, they're already in the door, you know, but those who maybe aren't already in the door of the insurance industry, that's what they think. And so we have a really good opportunity to change that narrative with the next generation because it's such a compelling story to share that actually the insurance industry has pretty much any job that you could ever want to do across the various functional segments. And, you know, it's, it's an industry where we can really influence and impact the lives of others, which is something that really matters to the next generation. So I think it's on us to share that story. And, and that's something that our, you know, students want to hear. So for students who may be interested or universities who may be thinking about having a chapter, what would be your message for them? Well, first of all, in response to that, there's no better time than now to join because, you know, what we've seen over the past year in, in light of the, you know, pandemic and the way that we've had to adapt to this virtual world we've been able to facilitate a lot of resources and opportunities for both students and universities to um, you know, continue in their career search and in their career journeys. We put together a virtual internship program over the summer and we were able to match students with employers. So they were able to still have an internship, you know, gain industry knowledge, build their network in a virtual setting. Um, we also have put on multiple virtual career fairs, bringing in our sustaining partner companies and other conference sponsors and um, students from across the country. And then we've also put together resources like a virtual best practices guide for attending uh, virtual conferences. And the development of that was informed by a lot of our industry partners and students' perspective as well. So, you know, we've adjusted and we've created resources to really support students that you know, those who are not a part of Gamma have, have missed out on some of these opportunities that we're fortunate to provide because of the, the industry support. You know, I would also say, we always say that Gamma is what you make of it. There are so many opportunities, so many benefits to build out your, your leadership, your communication skills, your career network, and you got to take advantage of it. How incredibly valuable would this have been for me getting right. into insurance 
you know, of course, 25 years ago, but, you know, to have something like this and the services you put and the connections that you make, that was the okay. biggest deal when I was doing research about you guys was the connections that you make between all the stakeholders across the spectrum in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. It really provides a network where no matter what I'm interested in, there is a partner somewhere who is also as interested and as ready to, you know, support and equip those students with the tools that they need to be successful, which is really just a fun place to be. So it's our professional association partners, our trade groups, our corporate partners are all wanting to invest in students. You know, the insurance industry, it's, it's fascinating the number of students I've come across who have said, I was able to pay for my entire undergraduate degree because of insurance specific scholarships. And there's not many other industries wow. that can say that. You know, there are just so many great scholarships out there for college students who are wanting to go into risk management because there's such a need to get students focused on this path. So, you know, if I was a student listening in and I'm getting ready to approach my undergraduate degree or I'm, I'm in it right now, what's better than having an industry who's going to invest in your, your future in that way that's going to set you up for success financially too through scholarships. So yeah, there's just a lot of opportunities that students can take advantage of and, and participate in. So if I'm a student and I'm listening to this for the first time, it's linked to the newsletter or whatever, and, and you guys and they're they're hearing you say this and they're not aware that that was an option, what would be next steps for them to get in touch, whether on their campus or through you guys, or is there a connection or somebody that they could make? How would they go about finding out about maybe scholarship opportunities for folks studying risk management insurance? Definitely. So we have a lot of great partners who, you know, manage their, their mission is to provide scholarships. Like the Spencer Foundation is one that is a strong partner of Gamma Eta Sigma. And that is their, their, you know, at the core of their mission is to provide scholarships to students studying risk management. We have a lot of partners like that who offer specific scholarships to students pursuing insurance careers. We have a scholarship calendar on the Gamma Eta Sigma website. So that's really? a good place to start. It compiles um, you know, different types of scholarships, the deadlines, the requirements, the application forms. And that's, that's definitely a good place for students to start. Having gone through, having lived through a little bit of that over the last six months. Thank you. That's, that's good stuff. I like that. All right. So we've covered a bit about what you do and how you do it. Uh, what is the best way to start a relationship with GIS for a, a carrier, a university or a student who's looking to tap into that uh, pipeline of uh, talent and engagement? Yes, the best way is to start by joining us at an event. So we have a lot of different ways for uh, both students and the industry to get plugged in. For students, we have, I'll start with, you know, the student membership options. We have an at-large membership category. So we follow what we call an inclusive membership strategy, meaning that any student from any school, from any major, any background can join Gamma Eta Sigma. So you do not have to be attending a university that has a large risk management program. While we do have a lot of chapters with those, we also have about 50 universities represented that do not have a risk management presence at all on their campus, but they have students who have joined Gamma through our at-large membership option. And um, whether they you know, discovered it and then that piqued their interest in the insurance industry, or perhaps they got an internship that you know, led them to want to pursue insurance and they joined Gamma to gain the 
professional development and the network that comes with it. So there's a lot of different ways for students to get involved, any student from anywhere. We also, of course, have our chapters. And you know, I want to be sure to, to state that some of our chapters don't have risk management or actuarial science majors. It's not a requirement to start a chapter on your school. We actually just recently approved a chapter to school without either. They have a strong business program and uh, you know, a group of students who have just understood the, the benefits of the insurance industry and um, will be starting a chapter at their school. So it's, you know, it, it's open to students across the spectrum. In the same time, we've also opened a lot of our conferences. So we used to be only Gamma to Sigma student members. We now have opened it to those at-large members as well, which has, um, you know, increased our exposure and increased our talent, you know, the diverse pipeline that we're providing to the industry. There's a lot of different ways for students to join. And, and I think to really understand the organization, you attend an event and you see firsthand all the connections, the opportunities, the you know, job offers, the internships that are being offered at our conferences, and then you're hooked. For the industry, same thing. We have several different ways to get involved. We have uh, companies who maybe just have a, a specific purpose in mind and engaging with us and really wanna participate in one event. And that's an option. So there's conference sponsorships. We have, you know, that extends to our sustaining partners who are have made a three-year financial commitment to the organization. And then they are engaged in all of our programming. We give them, um, you know, premium branding. So you'll see them across our website, on all of our newsletters, on all of our social media. So, you know, if there's an employer, corporate partner listening in who's not a sustaining partner, we are always looking to build out those sustaining partners um, to be able to, you know, expose more of the industry to our, our, you know, the talent pipeline that is Gamma to Sigma. So, you know, if you're you're looking to engage as a, a carrier or, or any uh, part of the industry, you can do it in a lot of different capacities. I'm a little bit familiar with this survey of issues uh, that you all have done for your students, and it was pretty intriguing to me. If you would um, kind of give us an overview of what that is, then I'm going to ask you some questions about that. Definitely. So each year for the past four years, we have distributed a student recruiting survey. So it, it really focuses largely on, um, you know, a lot of different topics around recruiting, around employment, um, internships. But we, this past year was our fourth year doing it. We surveyed nearly 800 students. We had 107 schools represented in that survey. We took this survey and we develop it in conjunction with a lot of our recruiting partners and what are they looking to improve through in their recruitment strategies and recruitment practices. So we ask questions like, you know, are you willing to relocate for a job? You know, when you have an internship and you reflect on that internship, what is the, what are the influencers that you're saying that either was or was not a successful internship? Um, you know, we ask some other questions like, how were you exposed to the insurance industry? And have you had a, a mentorship? Is that something you value? But they aren't finding enough internships. And internships are so critical because it allows not only the student to evaluate the employer, but the employer to evaluate the student. And so you end up with a lot of you know, employer candidate mismatch scenarios and that yeah. costs money for the employer because they're then doing internships and they're not converting it to full-time employment. 
actually with our um, respondents, we found that there's a 40% conversion ratio from internships to full-time employment. And that's expensive. That's costly to employers when they're losing 60% of their interns. So, you know, internships are really important. There's so much that goes into that. And what the, what our students have shared is that what matters most to them in an internship, first and foremost, and it's way above the rest is meaningful work assignments. So they're not looking to future income or the big bucks, huh? Right. Right. You know, I actually asked this question earlier today when I was on the phone with the students, um, I mentioned earlier, said, if you were offered a job that was double the pay, but you knew that the job was a terrible culture and not the type of work that you're looking to do, would you take double the pay or would you take a job at half the pay that you love? That's a great culture. Five of five said 100% we'd take the job with the lower pay. Wow. So that's pretty, that's pretty impactful information. And, you know, the survey backs that up too, because it's the top influencer in, um, you know, the success of an internship. A close second is opportunities for full-time employment. So there again, you know, they're looking to, they're looking at the internship as a test drive and they want to, you know, come in and, and have meaningful work assignments, engage with employees, understand the culture of the organization and convert that to a full-time job offer. And then the third top influencer was mentoring. So students are looking to have a mentor. They need to be, they need to feel like they are plugged in. Like there is someone that is invested in their future from that company. And I think in those one-on-one mentoring opportunities, students are also able to learn a little more about the company culture, which In another question we find is the top driver, one of the top drivers for full-time employment considerations. Hmm. So they're looking at the company's culture very high on their their list of um, influencers when they're considering a full-time job offer. Kind of try before you buy, because that's a major commitment when you sign on the dotted line. That's exactly right. Yep. So they're you know, very interested in, in those meaningful work assignments. And for that full-time job offer, they're also looking at future growth opportunities. So they really are wanting to come in and and hit the ground running. Compensation is up there. You know, I mean, I think we would be kidding ourselves if we're, we're not going to be able to pay for top talent. We do need to pay for it. Um, But it's, it's not the top, top driver to, to college students today. So as far as engagement and finding those mentorships and those internships, how does that connection take place? Is that something from the events that you guys do either online or, or there in person? Where, how does that connection take place? Yeah, that's a great question. So that is something that we, you know, we ask about that in the student survey in terms of exposure to the industry. And what we find is that students are, and of course, 2020 is an a interesting year. You know, we didn't have a lot of face-to-face. We didn't have a lot of on-campus presence, but they are looking to engage with employers in career fairs. I mean, career fairs are a top, top factor that students are looking to engage with individuals um, that lead to, you know, those mentorship connections. They also rank speakers on campus very high. So they want to see, 
different speakers coming in from the companies and they're evaluating the company through that speaker. So, you know, as you send individuals to universities to speak, think about who you're sending and how they're selling your company, the culture of your company, um, and, and whether they're engaging with students and offering those mentorship opportunities, but they definitely value speakers coming to their campus. And then they do also rank Gamma to Sigma events very high because it's an opportunity to engage with not just one employer, but you know, at times upwards of 100 employers at some of our conferences. And they can really, you know, at a very rapid pace, meet so many people and, you know, find a person who um, fits well with them and, and line up those types of mentorship opportunities. So there's a lot of different ways to do it, but career fairs, Gamma to Sigma programming and speaking engagements on campus are in the, the top considerations there. Okay. So Grace, let's talk about diversity and inclusion in the industry. Um, speak about what you all have found and about how our audience could benefit uh, from your efforts in this area. So, you know, I think we first have to say that diversity and inclusion is a, a, a complex topic. And it's something where as, you know, individuals, we all have to really take a step back and evaluate our, our personal biases and, you know, try to determine where they exist, why they exist. It's a simple fact that, you know, we all have them, whether it's based on our, our upbringing, our life experiences, our, our influencers, but it's really important that we as individuals across the board identify those. And I think that that really helps us develop empathy and understanding and will really, you know, move the, the needle forward in the world of diversity and inclusion if everyone did that. I mean, if, imagine if yeah. everyone actually just took a second and thought about that. It would be a different world, you know? So I think that that's, we're trying to set that tone at Gamma Eta Sigma that we actually just over the past few months, we developed a, a, a set of values, organizational values and diversity and inclusion is in there in the top five because we wanna make sure that as a team, we are you know, incorporating diversity um, across our staff, not just you know, um, external diversity, but internal diversity, background, you know, background and schools of thought and that we are um, empathetic to different backgrounds that we're understanding of those. So we're at a, at the very core, we're trying to, you know, make that a part of who we are as an organization. We also have what is uh, known as Gamma Said, and it has come um, out of a student-led initiative. It stands for Solutions for Authenticity, Inclusion, and Diversity, and it really has evolved over time. And we're right now redefining Gamma Said to be our really our overarching organizational strategy as it relates to diversity and inclusion. So within Gamma Said, we will have a, a Gamma Said Student Council, a Gamma Said Industry Council. We were, we're gonna start a, an HBCU outreach program where we will be going out to HBCUs and showcasing the resources across the industry and the opportunities to engage with Gamma Eta Sigma Sounds great. Um, switching topics for a minute, if you wouldn't mind me asking you some personal questions, kind of let us know a little bit about your background, your managerial style, you know, who is, who's Grace Grant? Absolutely. You know, I really, I, I credit much of who I am to, to two things. My 
family and my upbringing and my involvement in sports. Um, I come from a really big family. You know, that's probably why I have a, a large family myself, um, you know, with two wonderful parents um, who are actually both, both lawyers. So come from hmm. a very competitive background and, you know, all of my siblings and I were all involved in sports. I, you know, I don't know how my mom did it with getting us all to different places at, at different times daily, but that's really informed a lot of who I am. My involvement in sports and my management style revolves around, you know, the idea of a team and servant leadership. You know, I, I, we kind of joke sometimes where I always have an analogy to sports for pretty much every scenario. But, you know, if you picture a, a team um, within a company, no matter how, what size, how small, big, any team, you know, can't function without all of its players. So, you know, what, what good is a, a quarterback without its offensive line? You know, it's, it's, it's useless. And you could have a, a star pitcher who, you know, I was a pitcher in college and mm -hmm. um, loved it. And I can fully attest to, I would have been a terrible pitcher without my defense behind me and without my catcher. And without, you know, the, those who were able to um, produce the offense. So, you know, without, without the full team in place, you really do not have success. And each team member needs to know their value and their role. And knowing that, you know, they have a place and it's just as important as any other team member on the team, whether it's the, the leader or, you know, a brand new employee, every role matters and needs to have a clear understanding of how they impact the greater team. And that's, you know, proven in sports, every sport we look at, you know, so I think that really informs much of my management philosophy is that we're all a team. Um, you know, I want to be, you know, rolling up my sleeves and supporting the team in, in every way that I can and, you know, leading them in a way that makes them feel that they are, you know, really empowered in their roles and that I want them to be successful because I, you know, I really, really do. Well, Grace, I thank you so much for the time you spent with us, but for students who are listening and considering a career in insurance, what words of wisdom and encouragement would you provide for them? You know, I would tell them to first and foremost, find a mentor, you know, find someone who wants to invest in you as an individual. And I would encourage them to develop relationships everywhere they go. You know, and we always say the insurance industry, the financial services industry, it's a relationship business and that can start now. You know, you never know how the relationships that you build will, um, you know, come back to either benefit you or benefit others down the road. So I would say find a mentor, develop relationships in, in every area of your life. And I would also say invest in others. You know, I think this is where you will really enrich your life. Don't just look inwardly, you know, what can companies do for me? What can I get out of this? But, you know, look at where you can help others and um, where you can give back. You know, maybe you're a couple years into your, your collegiate experience and think about back to when you were a freshman, invest in one of those freshmen, you know, and help them along the way. Maybe you didn't have that as a freshman. So I think giving back will really help you have a fulfilling career and, and life and um, be that person to someone else who's a few steps behind you. So find that mentor, develop in relationships and, and look for ways that you can give back. 
thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you being here today. And uh, please let us know how we can serve you in the future. Thank you for having me. To learn more about how your organization can benefit from partnering with Gamma Oda Sigma, visit their website at gammaodasigma.org. This episode has been brought to you by the thought leaders at Longevity Quest who serve their clients through proprietary wellness engagement and by the proactive reduction of healthcare spend. To learn more, reach out to info at mylongevityquest.com. We would like to extend a special thank you to Dr. Courtney Baggett, Director of Risk Management and Insurance at Troy University, for introducing us to Grace Grant and Gamma Oda Sigma. And let us know who you'd like to hear from next on insuranceradio.com.